Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Acts chapter 21 from the World English Bible. When we had departed from them and had set sail, we came with a straight course to Kos, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. Having found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had come in sight of Cyprus, leaving it on the left hand, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre, for the ship was there to unload her cargo. Having found disciples, we stayed there seven days. These said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. When those days were over, we departed and went on our journey. They all, with wives and children, brought us on our way until we were out of the city. Kneeling down on the beach, we prayed. After saying goodbye to each other, we went on board the ship, and they returned home again. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemais. We greeted the brothers and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea. We entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. As we stayed there some days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming to us and taking Paul's belt, he bound his own feet and hands and said, The Holy Spirit says, So the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt, and will deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard these things, both we and the people of that place begged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The Lord's will be done. After these days, we took up our baggage and went up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea also went with us, bringing one Manasseh of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we would stay. When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. The day following, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. When he had greeted them, he reported one by one the things which God had worked among the Gentiles through his ministry. They, when they heard it, glorified God. They said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there were among the Jews of those who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. They have been informed about you, that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children and not to walk after the customs. What then? The assembly must certainly meet, for they will hear that you have come. Therefore do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Take them and purify yourself with them, and pay their expenses for them, that they may shave their heads. Then all will know that there is no truth in the things that they have been informed about you, but that you yourself also walk keeping the law. 
but concerning the Gentiles who believe, we have written our decision that they should observe no such thing, except that they should keep themselves from food offered to idols, from blood, from strangled things, and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took the men, and the next day purified himself and went with them into the temple, declaring the fulfillment of the days of purification, until the offering was offered for every one of them. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the multitude and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who teaches all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place. Moreover, he also brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had seen Trophimus the Ephesian with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. All the city was moved and the people ran together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple. Immediately the doors were shut. As they were trying to kill him, news came up to the commanding officer of the regiment that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. Immediately he took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. They, when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, stopped beating Paul. Then the commanding officer came near, arrested him, commanded him to be bound with two chains, and inquired who he was and what he had done. Some shouted one thing and some another among the crowd. When he couldn't find out the truth because of the noise, he commanded him to be brought into the barracks. When he came to the stairs, he was carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd, for the multitude of the people followed after, crying out, Away with him! As Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he asked the commanding officer, May I speak to you? He said, Do you know Greek? Aren't you the Egyptian who before these days stirred up to sedition and led out into the wilderness the four thousand men of the assassins? But Paul said, I am a Jew from Tarsus and Cilicia, a citizen of no insignificant city. I beg you, allow me to speak to the people. When he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the stairs, beckoned with his hand to the people. When there was a great silence, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, saying, That is the end of chapter 21. Recall that Paul has just left the Ephesian elders at Miletus. You can read about that in Acts 20.17. Verse 4 here can be a troubling verse because it says they told Paul through the Spirit not to go to Jerusalem. If you evaluate this based on the more detailed scenario given us with the prophecy of Agabus and how the people respond to that, and if you take into consideration that he was warned many times about the trouble coming to him in Jerusalem, it seems like what the people here did was similar to what the people did when they heard Agabus speaking, and they said, please don't go because you're going to be imprisoned there. But notice that in Agabus's prophecy, he did not give him a direct command not to go to Jerusalem. It seems very likely that if that was the point that he was being told not to go, that Agabus himself would have said that very clearly. Now, this is also interesting to compare to Acts 18, 9 through 10, where it says he won't be hurt. So here he's getting the opposite preparation. Here he is to be prepared for hardship. 
But getting back to verse 5, where he's taking his leave of everyone, it mentions the wives and children, and that shows the family nature, the inclusive nature of the church. Then when you get to verse 8, it mentions Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven. You can refer to Acts chapter 6, verse 5, and chapter 8, verse 5, to see which Philip this was. That is, he was one of the seven chosen with Stephen to take care of the widows. Verse 9 mentions women prophesying, and the context is that it was public and open. And other scriptures that would refer to this are Joel 2.28 and 1 Corinthians 11.5. Verse 10 says that it was many days until Paul went, and but then in verse 15, he does finally head to Jerusalem. When he gets there, it is specifically mentioned that he talks to James, and the issue of following Jewish customs comes up. There is nothing wrong with following these customs. The issue is whether or not you are justified by the law, whether following the law grants you salvation. And in Galatians 2.15 and 21, Paul, that's one of the places where Paul makes it abundantly clear that no, that is not what happens there. But then if you refer to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23, you see Paul's attitude about doing these things. Quote, For though I am free from all men, yet I have made myself servant to all, that I might gain the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might gain the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be partaker of it with you. And that was through verse 23. So the gist of it is, is that he doesn't let cultural things distract people from the gospel. He adjusts his behavior to whomever he is with so that he can get to the gospel, which is the most important thing. Again, the letter that James is referring to, where they have already um, responded to issues with the Gentiles, is in Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 29. The vows that they are referring to in verse 26 seem to align with the vows, the Nazarite vows talked about in Numbers 6, verses 13 through 21. But in verse 27, and Paul is arrested. Those Jews from Asia have shown up. Now, It doesn't say exactly, but we know from Acts 20.16 that Paul was trying to get to Jerusalem, if possible, by Pentecost, and that might have been why the other Jews were there as well. And you can read more about Pentecost for, for review in Leviticus 23, verses 15 and 16. In verse 28, it's kind of curious wording where these men say, help. It's more like rally round and let's get together and take care of this. Unless, of course, they had heard about the sons of Siva and really were afraid of Paul and the power that he had. Coming to verse 32, where they stop beating him, we are reminded that they did not have the judicial authority as a nation. They were under Roman rule, so they were not allowed to execute or murder anyone. And even though the chief captain who comes assumes that Paul must have done something wrong, it is actually his coming and taking him into custody that appears to save his life here. 
And then in verse 37, we see again what Paul's attitude and heart are, because even as they are trying to kill him, he looks for every opportunity to speak the gospel to them. And we will hear what he has to say in Acts chapter 22. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 